Good evening, hello, and welcome everyone to episode 151 of the Schnoozecast. Uh, back from our two-week hiatus, one man short. I'm Nick, joined by my faithful co-host Corey Selesky, live from Seattle, Washington, Mr. Todd Vincent Money Dillon. What is up? <laughs> you may notice uh, our good friend and host, Dr. Bob McGillicuddy Rankin, is not present tonight. Uh, this is due to some sort of ailment. We're not sure if it was sexually transmitted or not, uh, but we wish Bob a speedy recovery. We miss you, buddy. So we're coming to you live from the Schnozcast Studios. Uh, I know um, in the past month or so we've bounced around a little bit. But um, first of all, where can you find us? Uh, if you haven't tried listening to us on any other platform, please make sure to check us out in high-definition audio on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music Audible, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it if you would navigate over to social media and give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're uh, pretty much everywhere um, on social media, but our, our highest presence is Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all at Schnozcast. And don't forget, uh, we have an email that Bob painstakingly reminds us to bring up, uh, schnozcast at gmail.com. Or if you uh, want to communicate us, uh, communicate with us during the show. Us. <laughs> communicate with us during the show in real time. Uh, you can dial in at six one eight Shocker, or you can text us the Shocker line. Guys, how are you this evening? Fantastic, sir. <laughs> yeah, I think we lost Could, Todd. No, he was. Oh, I'm mighty. I was. Gonna, I was waiting for. I was being polite for once. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man, it's, it's good to be doing another episode. Last weekend, do. It was nice taking the weekend off, but uh, kind of sucked. Yeah, it was cool. You know, sometimes um, you know you got to do the family thing. How about you, Todd? What, what were what were your thoughts on last weekend? I I was uh, I needed the break. Uh, my mom came in for Thanksgiving, uh, and I love her to death. She is the best mom. So I needed the break. Well, I mean, maybe a close second, but I'll give you that. I don't know about the best mom, um, but how, how is Mama Dylan doing? She is doing good, and she is doing even better now that she's back in California, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't like location wise. Like in California, was she able to drive, or would she fly up? Oh, she flew. My mom can't drive anymore. Oh, okay. So she flew in, and uh, I, I sent her. So, and this, I didn't realize this, but I gave her an early Christmas <gasps> present. Uh, in that uh, when she's on her flight back home, their availability opened up in first class, and so I was able to uh, uh, upgrade her to first class, and I didn't realize that she'd never flown first class before. Wow. So she was she was absolutely enamored by that. Yeah, what a son you are. I was going to say, Todd, it took this long for you to fly her first class? I Well, she doesn't fly a ton, and I assumed that uh, it, was, it was a thing that she had done before. Tisk, tisk, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, you got to put her on some more flights, but at least you, <laughs> at least you were able to uh, upgrade her for this one. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so uh, Bob and I had gone out last week. Um, we went out to the bar, got burgers and some food. Um, it it turns out uh, he came down with an an ailment, and you know, very quickly let me know the next day. Um, I, I also had something. Um, I don't think we had the same thing, but 
Um, I was also sick this whole week. So I especially am excited to be back. Um, and I know Bob's probably bummed out that he can't be here, but um, hopefully he's feeling better pretty soon. So he's got until next week, then he's off the show. Yeah, really. We're yes, going to start. Exactly. We're going to start uh, <laughs> pulling our guys from the bench. So <laughs> we're not splitting. We're not splitting his. We're splitting his pay this week, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I almost. I do. It, it was bad. I almost called Joe. Almost. I was very close. Dude. It was very close. I'm not going to lie. When So, Todd, to give you a little insight, uh, right before we got on air, uh, driving over here, uh, Nick had texted in the thread between myself, Bob, and Joe. And that's exactly what I thought it was. Was Nick being like, hey, man, uh, if, you, if you're able to tonight, uh, come over and make the cast. But it was just I talking about that, uh, Joe's Joe, Christmas party. Joe and I are the place where the worlds collide. <laughs> You have to keep us on separate threads. Do oh yeah, that's right, that's true. Yeah, it, it is a separate thread, but <laughs> I mean, I, I, I he, I, it wouldn't really make much sense to have him on the Schnozcast thread. To yeah, I would just it's yeah, I mean, salt in the wounds. So. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, man. We we're going to talk about all the okay, stuff that sorry we're. Sorry, didn't make the cut, Joe. Right, but sorry, we're but we're going to clue you in on all the stuff that we're doing on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it, we'll keep you on the practice squad. It is it is funny because anytime. I'll say like, "Hey man, um, you know we're all hanging out. You you want to come over?" I'm like, "Oh, what time?" And anytime I even reference the show, I'll be like, "Oh, after the cast." I'll be like, "Cool," and like, guaranteed to never come over that night. It's like even <laughs> after the show, he's like, "No, I'm not going to be uh, B side friends where I'm going to come over after the fuck you guys." Like I could just tell through the through the text that. Had I said anything else, like, oh, aunt, aunt's bar mitzvah, and, and then we're going right back to my house, he'd be like, all right, I'll be there. But because the, the schnoz cast is involved in that conversation, he's like, nah, fuck those guys. So, uh, housekeeping. So, got some decorations up for Christmas. That was cool. Uh, that took a while, especially being sick. Um, Corey apparently is using a camera, his web camera. Yeah, the new uh, the, the webcam I got for free from Best Buy. <laughs> Why, how'd you get it for free? Uh, for the inconvenience of them completely screwing up my order. <laughs> so order? the guy was just like, oh, yeah, here, you can take it. What order was that? I did an online order, uh, and I used the PayPal paying for for it. Uh-huh. And when I got there, the guy's like, oh, yeah, the person picking up the merchandise, or like the worker in the store couldn't find it. Uh, so you just, you're going to have to reorder it. And so I reordered it, and it's like, oh, it'll be ready three weeks from now. I'm like, you're holding it in your hand. <laughs> I can see you holding it. Like you found it. And he's like, yeah, that there's just no way I can, like there's a process. Everything has to go through for, um, you know, our budget and everything and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, let me go talk to my manager. And he came back. He's like, well, he's like, unfortunately, yeah, we can't push the order through. Um, but do for your inconvenience. Uh, my manager told me Merry Christmas and you can have it. So wow. yeah, free webcam. Do you know how much the original cost was? Or? Uh, I think it's 110 That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Todd. Um, yes, sir. Do you have anything for housekeeping? So I just I had to uh, kind of pick Corey's brain about this. He came over. Uh, you know, I was, I'm definitely not as sick, or I wasn't as sick as Bob, um, but I was just not feeling well at all um, being off work for, for that long and, Bed bedridden. Um, but that being said, Corey, um, 
saw that, you know, uh, we were both kind of in dire straits and, and he, he had said, can I come over and pick up my mic in case we can't, uh, do the, do the show here. And I said, yeah, that's no problem. So we got, we got to talking and I, and I remember, um, I asked him about, I said, oh yeah, what, when are we doing that? When are we doing that thing where we all get together on Zoom and and talk about the show? And he's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, Todd and I already did that the other night. We were the only ones there, and I'm like, yeah, wait, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. So I must have been in like a cold coma or or something with my tonsillitis because I was out, had no recollection of it, and was just bringing it up to him like, oh, I don't want to miss it. And he's like, yeah, we already did it. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I, I kind of figured Bob wasn't going to be there because uh, that was the the breaking of of him not feeling good. But I th- thought for sure you were going to be there. And when I said I I was in the room waiting because I was at work and Todd came on and I felt terrible because Todd's like, well, hey, how's it going, Bob? I'm like, well, I can't really talk right here. I'm like, let me run downstairs. Yeah. So we covered some good stuff, though. Um, but we, we are going to have to have another one to, to get you and Bob in the loop. So. But the, but the housekeeping item uh, to, to kind of cut to the chase for your question yeah. is I think uh, we have we have we were we're going to rework uh, ninety second sports a little bit but uh, be be on the lookout for a return soon. Oh, wonderful! I was uh, tossing <laughs> I and turning. For that. Yeah, bated breath, but that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I was wondering what was going on with this. I, I think we came up with, with a solid solid idea for it. So, okay, is it going to include more? Bells and whistles, sound effects, and horns. More bells and whistles. It can. <laughs> I figure that's something that uh, you'll be working on as well. So yeah, so I just wanted to know like what was what was covered during that meeting because obviously I was not there. So, but yep, that's cool. That was it. Cool. Todd, uh, I, I got a question for you. When you and Mary got married, um, yes, did you guys did you guys get married in the church? Uh, we made at, uh, I can't remember. Cutting out there hard. The name of the place now. It's a, it's an old church building. Uh, in Nova. It's like a, it's, it's, it's not, it's a non-denominational ch- kind of chapel, if you will. Yeah, it's like so the, it wasn't really a church. Like the micro machines guy. Okay. So, okay. All right. So, cause Danielle and I are getting married at, at a church and apparently there's a lot of stuff you have to do prior to. Um, getting married in, in a Catholic church. And one of those oh, things yeah. today was a class that we had to take that was from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Todd. Making sure that they're not marrying any freaking uh, people who are faking the funk being religious, man. <laughs> faking the funk. Dude, this was one of the hardest things to get through I think I've ever yeah. done in my entire life. Because you had to lie, didn't you? Have you been, you have, you've been sleeping in separate rooms, haven't you? No, dude, you, we can't, we're not even supposed to be living together. Are you no. serious? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so did you guys just sit there and lie? I mean, luckily there wasn't a, a lot that we... <laughs> Weren't you Zooming from your house together? <laughs> yeah, but th- I mean, we could have met up that morning, I, exactly. I guess. Exactly. Yeah, so th- I mean, that wasn't... And the priest is smart enough to ask no questions he doesn't want the answers to <laughs> Dude, so, no, and unfortunately, I almost would have rather had a priest giving this class because it was this old couple that they... Oh, even worse. They're, they're up in the shame game. Dude, it was the just worst, like, like I was telling Nick, there was this just complete facade 
the entire time on their faces of like this just smiling and like stupid laughter and the jokes they were cracking were absolutely terrible, but they thought it was like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and at one point I told Danielle, I'm like, I-, I think I'm just going to end it right now. Corey said they had these like, uh, like mechanical smiles with like doll eyes. <laughs> and they're just nice. nice for you to meet us here, Corey. So yeah, nice yeah. to see you and Danielle. It was so <laughs> terrible. I, I, I would don't wish it upon my worst enemy for anyone to have to go through that class. First of all, he, he said how horrible it was. And he's like, I don't know, wake up at, it was at eight in the fucking morning. And I, I worked 12 hours before. And, blah, blah, blah. and then he tells me that, he rolled from his room to like the computer in the next room. And it was not eight in the morning where he had to drive anywhere. It was eight in the morning on a zoom call. Like still had to be up at eight in the morning after <laughs> you know, I worked 12 hour days this entire week. <laughs> you could have, you could have been horizontal the whole call. I, at, at one point, uh, once I realized we weren't going to be on camera, like barely at all. I'm like, yeah, I'm laying down. And Danielle finally had to keep on smacking me to wake me up. Cause I kept on snoring apparently. So tell tell them what you said about one of the other fiancés. Oh, dude, yeah, how this guy got away with it. So at the very beginning, the only time we were like on camera or even on microphone was at the very beginning. We all they wanted us to go around the room and introduce ourselves. So we did, and this one couple pops up, and it wasn't even a couple, it was just the the lady of the couple. And She's like, oh, yeah, my fiancé, so-and-so, he's, he's just over there in the other room. He's not feeling that great right now. He might show up later. And no one was like, hold on. Nope. <laughs> Get off the call. You can't take the class without him here. They're like, okay. So I just kind of looked at Danielle like, why, why am I not in bed right now? Because <laughs> exactly. that, that dude's not sick. He just didn't feel like getting up. He was down with the flu. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Corey, you should have totally said uh, no. Dan- Daniel wouldn't have let anything fly. You couldn't have made up anything. I was gonna say you should have. Oh, yeah, my stomach hurts so bad. I'm just, I'm just gonna lay down. Just let me know what's going on. If they really need me, I'll come to the camera. She, she would have done exactly what happened today. I did lay down, and I would have just been woken up every two seconds. <laughs> so it was. She, she would just kick you or nudge you or what? Yeah, well, at first it was, it was. <laughs> Her just yelling my name because that, that was waking me up enough. But then once I was like, okay, I got that tuned out enough where I can go to sleep, then it became physical. There are fewer things that uh, create nails on a chalkboard in my soul than the elongated, italicized, screamed version of your name from Danielle. Corey! I'm like, oh, God, I hear that way too often. It's and you you do like you you just it's like a, an alarm clock like like if you're on a ship or something and there's noises cranking and creaking from the sea and and eventually you're like okay after the first like ten days I just tune it out like you, that has gone into your subconscious and you have tuned that out because I've put her right next to your face and and you just nothing happens you you just don't wake up just <laughs> completely a, tune it out it's a fine skill sir yeah I wish I could do it. <laughs> You'll get there. Oh, God. Yeah, so that was my morning um, and that wonderful, wonderful class. Well, at least you learned something new, right? No, I didn't learn a single thing throughout the entire. Oh, come on, dude. 
Oh, just all the stuff you weren't supposed to be able, supposed to be doing over the last right. Oh, yeah, all all the stuff that I've been doing that I'm not supposed to be doing. Exactly. Um, and did you know there's actually a 54 percent divorce rate to people who cohabitate before yeah, getting yeah, married? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think they get that. I think all the religions <laughs> get that in their local their their uh, handout for. That's fact, buddy. That's fact. <laughs> you should ask. I heard the same thing when I got married. Fifty-four percent. Jesus Christ, that's so high. You should you should have raised your hand and said, "Is it still against the rules if Danielle Bufu's me? Does that count? Does that count against any? Or is that are we safe on that?" That's just, so. There was a just couple. Watch Danielle's face. There was a couple times where, like I said, I, most of the stuff was through the chat that we would answer, and I would start typing out an answer, and halfway through, she'd be like, "No, no, you can't say that." And the one was like, "What do you what do you appreciate most about?" You know, your, your partner or whatever. I just put boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you better not. I'm like, oh, well, it's the truth. Listen, Tits McGee. You shut, you shut it over there. I'm going to answer the way I answer. God's watching. What was the other? <laughs> <laughs> was there was a, oh, yeah, and, and the lady in the class, dude, she was, she was a stone cold bitch. You, and you could tell there was a couple times like she gave her husband a glare. This wasn't the nun, was it? Oh, okay. No, the no, husband. No. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. she gave her husband a glare like, oh, when this call's over, when this seminar is over, you're getting it, buddy. And she had said something. They were talking about like um, in a relationship how like one person can be between flight, fight or freeze when it comes to an argument that, you know, one person might want to fight it out and figure out what this, you know, the situation, another person might want to just kind of forget about it and get away from it. Mm-hmm. And another person just locks up and they don't know what to do or say. And uh, she had mentioned about, you know, people that are fighters, you know, they get in the ring and like to put, you know, the gloves on and go, you know, toe to toe, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, that that's awesome. That's she's like, that's awesome for certain people in life. Like, you know, first responders and blah, blah, blah. And so Danielle and I were kind of talking. She's like, well, you know, she's like, you're more of a, she's like, I'm, I'm the fighter. She's like, you're kind of the flight. Like, you'd rather just not deal with it because you know it's going to, go away and it's going to be, it's going to be fine. I was like, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Definitely. And, uh, the way lady in the seminar, I was like, oh, you know, and then there's the people that flight, you know, the, that are, have a flight response that like to kind of get away from the, the argument and just know that things will work themselves out and blah, blah. She's like, now this is a terrible, you know, quality to have for someone that's like a first responder. But I was like, Oh, this bitch. <laughs> so I started typing and Danielle's like, what are oh, you doing? Man. I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, I won't, obviously I'm not going to, you know, put our, our marriage in jeopardy or anything like that, making a stupid comment about boobs. But I'm like, this, this I will not stand for. So I was like, well, Laurie, I disagree. Um, I have to be a first responder for some years now. And in my personal relationship, yeah, I'm, I'm the flight type. I don't, I don't want to have that confrontation because I don't find it necessary all the time. I don't like doing it. Mm-hmm. But at work, I definitely have a fight response. So, but, and I typed out this long message. She finally just goes, I see her reach for the keyboard. She goes, got it. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Because the guidebook doesn't actually take into account that people, some people, most people are able to compartmentalize uh, their different situations. So, uh, Oh, and, and dude, it was just, it was kind of, like I said, the, the pompous way she said it that, no, if you're like this in a relationship, that's how you are in life. That's like, there's no other, you, have, you can be no other way. Right. Correct. And I'm like that. This is first of all ridiculous that you're saying that because that is by no means the case. Um, so to try to push those two together and bring 
our work life into our personal life and, and relationship. Um, I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm putting my foot down on that. And she just decided that it was not important whatsoever. Wow. So after they send us our certificate, I'm going to write her a very long email. You, yeah. <laughs> you do love writing uh, very wordy emails. I do. It's my, it's my thing. All right. I think, I, I think the mission is to just make you feel, walk away feeling a little bit dirty. Cause I, so I actually, I, I went to a, to a, to a high school that was a religious school where many of my, many of my classmates went on to be pastors and teachers. And I was, had the, the good fortune of being able to get married by one of my football buddies uh, who is now a pastor in California in the San Diego area. Uh, and anyway, basically though, he like, he was, he kept us under, under no, similarly, I went through a same kind of that whole kind of questionnaire that like whether or not he's going to actually perform the ceremony or not. And uh, similarly, uh, he's like, you're not supposed to be living together. And he, gave, and he cited the 54% uh, divorce rate and all that other stuff. But I think, I think, like I said, I think that's, Catholics, Lutherans, I think that's kind of the the, the drill. Uh, and again, the, the, you know that they're looking the other way because everybody gives a tell that it's clear that you live together. I'm like, oh, you got to come over and see Mary and I's house. Oh, but we don't live together. <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we have two dogs together. We have we have all this stuff, right? It, it, like it's so obvious that they're like they're like purposely keeping their head under the rock, but they want to make you feel guilty. And then he like ended it like with, I shouldn't even be doing this. And I'm like, in my mind, I was going like. Dude, fuck you. So shut somebody, the, shut the fuck up. I'm like, oh, exactly. I'll get somebody else to do it if you don't want to do it. I, I invited you here and you're at least getting a free meal out of the deal. So uh, I was like, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, the, the, I think that is the, the drill for probably the bulk of Christianity that they want to go all heavy handed about and keep their head under a rock and make you feel a little bit dirty and privileged to be married in their church. <laughs> I, I walked away from that seminar just tired and tired. You're always, you're always tired. Oh, extra tired. Yeah. Um, Todd, do you have yes, sir. anything different than Crown Apple in front of you? I do. What do you got? I switched it up this week. Bob, uh, Bob uh, hit, uh, made, it hard, made it hard for me last. Oh, last whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You don't got to tell us about that. Yeah, Bob did what for you, buddy? He made it hard for me last time. <laughs> <laughs> difficult. Uh, anyway, no, I have a uh, little Jack Honey. Well, okay, that just made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Anything fucking honey flavor. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. So I got some uh, some apple pie Dr. McGillicuddy's. Corey's got some uh, pink lady of the night. or Pink whatever Whitney. The, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and do a shot. Cheers, boys. Salute. And now it's time for booze news. So this week for booze news, um, from what I'm told, the boys uh, also have booze news today. Um, so I can, uh, Todd, you got yours ready? I do. All right, I'll throw it out to you to start it out. All right. Well, my booze news is I, and this again, the fa- Thanksgiving time is and f- is family and everything, but and I also think about how I live uh, in a country that doesn't have. Uh, wild, real, real dangerous wild animals that are readily able to get into our homes. Because the story that I want to tell you about that kind of grasped my interest is in India, a leopard attack, a, a leopard snatched a baby out of a woman's home. Uh, and the woman chased down a leopard uh, and, and was able to get the leopard to drop her baby and pretty much get her baby back intact. Uh, so 
the the mother was carrying the baby while sitting behind her husband on a motorcycle. And oh, this is a different story. Sorry. Uh, when a leopard struck, the father struck. So two times this week, women Wait, had their baby stolen. Yeah, so I, I, I prepped my booze news. There's a story about a woman whose her, her baby was stolen out of her hut, but I'm actually reading the, a different story. So literally twice this week in India, leopards stole babies, and that is why we are blessed to not live in a place where leopards steal babies on a regular. But anyway. The mother was carrying the baby while sitting behind her husband on a motorcycle when the leopard struck. The father cries for for help were heard by nearby villagers who rushed out and and encircled the animal. They started shouting at the animal and scared the leopard into dropping the baby. The attack occurred in a forested region that already had been patrolled by guards. We rushed over as soon as we found out and called an ambulance, a forest officer who was on duty set at the time. The mother was also injured and is in the hospital with her baby. Uh, but both are expected to recover. Uh, but that was my short, but I thought very interesting booze news that uh, a leopard snatched a baby and a mom went after it and was able to get it back. I feel like you repeated that sentence like seven times. <laughs> the mom the mom ran after a leopard, the leopard took the baby, and then another leopard took a baby, and the mom ran after the baby. <laughs> and the mother, I just can't even imagine living in a place where uh, mothers have to run after leopards that have babies, and basically the baby was able to come back because the mother ran after the leopard that was taking the baby. Like, I feel like that was the whole so, article. So you're saying a leopard <laughs> took a baby. Babies. Exactly. <laughs> so in the long and short of things. I feel like Todd, Todd wrote down the article and then went to click on the link and it wouldn't open, and he was like, okay. Long and the short of it. Here it is. From what I remember. Exactly. I think he's at India three times. He's like, yeah, it took place in India, which we're not in India. There's no leopards that are taking babies, and the mothers have to chase the leopards with the babies. <laughs> still still a good article, buddy. Um, Thank you. So Sorry. December 3rd, uh, it was reported that a plumber working at Joel Osteen, Osteen's mega church in Houston found a large amount of money hidden inside a wall. Seven years after $600,000 was reported stolen by Olstein himself during a break-in, the plumber, who identified himself only as Justin, called into uh, a KALTFM morning show to recount how he found envelopes full of cash and checks inside a wall while doing work at the Lakewood Church, which is led by Olstein and his wife, Victoria. There was, a, there was a loose toilet in the wall, and we removed the toilet tile, the plumber said, we went to go to remove the toilet and I moved some insulation away. About 500 envelopes of cash fell out of the wall. I was like, oh, wow. The Lakewood Church confirmed the discovery in a statement provided to KHOU-TV. Uh, the amount of discovered money was not disclosed. However, they believe it was right around $600,000, the money that went missing years prior. Recently, while repair work was being done at Lakewood Church, an undisclosed amount of cash and checks were found. Lakewood immediately notified Houston Police Department and is issuing them um, uh, or is assisting them with their investigation. Lakewood has no further comment at this time, the statement said. The discovery comes after about 600 grand was reported stolen during a break in in the church March 2014. Interesting. What a coincidence, though. I mean, you know, that the guy that built the church would have had almost the exact same amount of, of cash just hidden away in the wall after there was a break in a couple of years ago. That's crazy. How much was it? I don't know. They didn't say. They wouldn't disclose it. But it was close. It was, I mean, envelopes full of lots and lots of cash. So I can't, that can't yeah, be good at I, any church. I know this is kind of a religious theme that we're doing on the show today, but 
it's just a funny church story as opposed to, you know, a serious church story. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's my booze news. Corey, you got one? I do. Um, and I have to re-look it up here because I realized my computer restarted and it kicked mm, me off the... A likely story. Sounds made up. No, because it's a great story. Mm-hmm. Beat India and leopards seven times. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Do you know the gist of it? Because you could just repeat it a couple times. I Backwards, do. forwards. I do, but there's... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just keep saying leopard. Oh, the leopards and yes. the... Leopards. Leopards yeah. with the leopards. And, and the mom took the leopard. The, the mom overcame a leopard to get her baby back. Yeah, I don't know how intact this baby was. I was going to ask. Yeah, he had a few puncture. He just had a few. There were puncture marks. He had to get stitched up a little bit. Yeah. But all in all, for being snatched by a leopard, baby's going to recover. That's wonderful. Probably own cats, too. Yeah. <laughs> Time to get rid of those cats. Exactly. Yeah, Corey, I wonder, would you, would, you, uh, would you know if you walked into your Indian home? And there was a leopard? And there was a leopard in the oh, basement. I'd, sne- I'd start sneezing immediately. Would you start sneezing? I, I'd be like, oh, God damn it, there's a leopard. And have you experienced? Hide the babies. Have you experienced large cat dander before? In person? I hear that they fall off like snowflakes. Dude, I can only imagine. I, they stick right to your nostril. You can't breathe. From what Fluffy will give. The Who? Fluffy. I, I don't know. That's just a generic cat name I oh. came up with. Um, Whiskers. Whiskers. There you go. Um, the devastation that that creates to my sinuses, mm-hmm. I could not imagine what a cat 20 times that size would do. What if it's completely different? What if it's like just doesn't affect you at all? Then it's time for me to get a fucking lion. <laughs> yeah. Todd, is that your next pet? I feel like I feel like you need a lion or a leopard. Todd's like, I go away for five minutes just to walk away during this conversation to watch the game for a second, and this is I when know. they ask me a fucking question. No, they ask me a question. <laughs> yes, I want every one of those as a pet. Every. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're talking to Todd like, like when we used to. We have family in Australia, and we used to call them from like the house phone. We'd have to dial like twenty-seven numbers. And be connected like through an operator and stuff like when we were younger, and there was this huge delay. So I feel like when Todd goes to like watch the game, that's that's the delay I'm experiencing. Like 1989 Australia call from the US. Like we got <laughs> like we dialed up the podcast. Like, and- so Todd, uh, is that right? Exactly. Oh, everything's okay <laughs> over here. Like, exactly. <laughs> great, Todd. <laughs> Todd's co- Todd's coming to us via his fax machine. Exactly. Yeah, really. Okay, so I got the story. Okay. Um, I'd say this would be one of the greatest nights that we could have. Like, you remember when we go up to Ray's all the time and the snow would start coming down outside and you'd be like, ah, shit, this is going to suck to drive home. And, but we still had to drive home. Yeah. Imagine if it were so bad that Jason was just like, yeah, you guys got to stay here for the next three days. This is not the Ikea, is it? No, this is a pub in England. Get the fuck out of here. That is very high above sea level. Uh, and they had a sudden snowstorm out of nowhere that left uh, several dozen people stuck inside the bar, the pub, I should say, for three days. Oh, my God. So what does the bar do on that end? Like, is there any, like, discounts on the drinks or is it like? Got to be. They, the, the owner said basically he gave everything away for free. Get out of here. 
Dude, it's England. It's different than here. You know, Jason wouldn't do that shit, but. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So they. Was, yes, Todd. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I was once at a, at a, at a restaurant, uh, a bar, where uh, I, was, I accidentally saw a rat run across one of the ceiling tiles and we got all our food and drinks comp for the rest of the night. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> hey, but it happens here too. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess in, if you want to try to, to correlate the two, I, I could see a little bit of a correlation. That's disgusting. Um, but yeah, so they, dude, three days they were stuck inside there. So they apparently all gathered together and for the different nights had like a movie night. They had a game night. Uh, and believe it or not, there was actually an Oasis cover band that played <laughs> on Tuesday night. So dude, the Oasis. I heard, I heard, I heard about that. If you had to guess what their name is, what what would you say? The Oasis cover band. I already know the answer. Nick Mirage. No, it's it's two on the nose. It's, it's, it's very on the nose. This is what made me laugh when I was looking up prior to the cast. No Oasis. Come on, <laughs> that made you laugh, dude. I'm that sorry, made it, you laugh. It, it, it tickled a, a funny bone for some reason. It tickled something. Yeah, so they had no Oasis there performing. Uh, dude, it sounded like they had a, a sweet time. How did the band get there on Tuesday? They were in. They were already in there. So the band stayed the night too. Yeah, three nights. Oh, they had three nights all together. But apparently, like I, I don't know. I, th- I think three nights of no Oasis would probably get some people pretty upset. Yeah. So. Hey, hey, no Oasis. Take a seat not, for a second. Yeah. And play the jukebox. Free, free drinks and pub eats. You anything will be anything is entertaining. I don't know, man. Ooh, that's a tough call. Yeah. Could you imagine? I mean, just think of yourself. Remember you on St. Patrick's Day. When it was like four in the afternoon, you had to leave. You're like, yeah, I'll be back. I mean, we had only been drinking yeah. since like ten in the morning. Yeah, three days, three days of of hardcore drinking like that. I would probably be breaking Noasis's instruments. Uh, I think you'd be in a like uh, hibernation stance in the corner, just asleep, pass the fuck out. Although one of the band members did comment that uh, we had been drinking for so well and for so long. It was kind of disorienting. He was like, this is dangerous. <laughs> and maybe they started playing good music then. Oh, well, that's what, that's what Oasis needs, let alone the no Oasis. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that's pretty awesome. I wish I was fucking there on so many levels. <laughs> Tan Hill Inn. The Tan Hill Inn, that's what it's called? Yep. If you ever want to go. We have to make a trek there. I was going to say, we'll figure out when the next big snowstorm's coming. We'll make the trip the day before. Yep. All right. So moving right along, uh, tonight we are going to revisit. Um, I don't even know if our segment has a title, um, but we're going to re- revisit the top fifty songs of a certain time period. Um, Was, and, wasn't this the music mashup or some shit like that? I never got on board with that. I never agreed to that. <laughs> um, but the, we're going to do uh, the the top fifty songs of nineteen ninety five. So 1995, so just get that in your brain um, and just think about all the different songs, uh, hopefully at a certain point when we can stream on uh, Spotify, we'll be able to play some of this music because apparently it's royalty free from what we hear, but we haven't worked all the kinks out with that yet. So So number 50 is I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Oh, yeah. Awesome song. Yes. Um, I'm surprised it's it's 50. Yeah, that's yeah, but they had so many songs. I can imagine that there's probably other ones. Um, Brandy is number 49. I want to be down. Um, that was okay. 
I don't uh, remember that song. How'd it go? That one, I want to be down it? with you, baby. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. That was Brandy? I believe so, <laughs> unless I'm singing the wrong song. I've never heard of it. Uh, yeah, you could be right. You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sukiyaki is the name of the song by a band called 4PM. Is number 48. Mm. No idea what that is. Write that down because we'll have to look that up. Yeah, I definitely want to look that up. Yeah, S-U-K-I-Y-A-K-I. S-U-K-I. Sukiyaki! S-U-K-I-Y-A-K-I by the band 4PM. Got it. Uh, number 47 is Notorious B-I-G, Big Papa. Surprised that it's uh, that close to 50. Um. Number 46, Before I Let You Go by Blackstreet. I was a huge Blackstreet fan, by the way. I had the Blackstreet CD. They are fucking awesome. Um, Soul for Reels, number 45, Every Little Thing I Do. Uh, number 44, Melissa Etheridge, I'm the Only One. Uh, number 43, Shy Guy by Diana King. Well, I have no idea what that is. No idea. Come on, Corey. You're supposed to know the 90s. You won a contest several times during the, the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, but that was music we all knew. You didn't know it. You wouldn't have played that song because you didn't know it. <sighs> Maybe I would have. I don't know. Um, Method Man featuring Mary J. Blige, I'll Be There For You, You're All That I Need To Get By is number 42. Uh, 41 is Collective Soul December. Hey, I, I was muted for some reason, but uh, that uh... – the Method Man and Mary J. Mary J. I still play that to this day. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> I do. I love that song. How does it go, Todd? You're all I need to get by. Uh, and then Method Man does. Uh, I can't do. His, I can't do his rap, but like. But, but you could do what you just did. <laughs> you yeah, can't exactly. do his. You can't I do can't the man's do rap, but you can do that do falsetto. Rap. I can't do any of his rap. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Yep, exactly. Uh, Collective Soul, number 41 with December. Uh, number 40, M- Mokin Steph. He's mine. M-O-capital-K-E-N-S-T-E-F. He's mine. Never heard of it. Number 39, Sophie B. Hawkins, As I Lay Me Down. I remember Sophie B. Hawkins, but I don't remember that. I can't think of how that song goes. No, neither can I. Um, number 38, Real McCoy, Runaway. Real McCoy was big back then. Um, number 36, Lunas, I got five on it. I remember. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Loonies. Loonies. Um, number 34, Brownstone, If You Love Me. Number 33, okay, we're getting into the good stuff. Number 33, Hootie and the Blowfish, Only Want to Be With You. That was 33? It was 33. Wow. That's rough. That's, yeah, I think that that's about right. Yeah, but it might have get Seriously, you're not a Hootie fan, Todd? Nah, I think he's all right. I think he's a talented dude. And, but Sounds like racism I'll give, to me. I'll give, I'll give Hootie and Darius their play. I used to think he was Hootie. Like, that was just his name. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, number 32 is uh, John B. featuring Babyface, Someone to Love. Number 31, Vanessa Williams, Colors of the Wind. Uh, was that that stupid Pocahontas song? Ooh, I think you might be right. That you can paint sure. with all the colors of the wind. Remember that Pocahontas <laughs> movie that came out? 
And it's in the top 30? It better not be. Uh, <laughs> number, th- number 30, Sheryl Crow strong enough. Sheryl Crow was huge back in the 90s. Um, so was Janet Jackson. Uh, number 29, Janet Jackson, Runaway. Uh, number 28, TLC, Red Light Special. Yeah. Number 27, Blessed Union of Souls, I believe. That was kind of a depressing song. Um, number 26, Hootie and the Blowfish, Let Her Cry. Another great song. 25, Soul for Real, Candy Rain. I don't remember that song. Probably if I heard it. I don't it. either. I know Functified, right? Yeah. You, uh, were, you were correct about the Pocahontas song, by the way. Was it? Yeah. Uh, Any Kamozi, Here Comes Any the Hot Kamozi. Stepper. Yeah. That was Here a great song. The Hot Stepper. Murderer. Um, uh, number 23, Notorious B.I.G., One More Chance, Stay With Me. Number yeah. 22, also Hootie and the Blowfish, Hold My Hand. Number 21, Michael Jackson, You Are Not Alone. Um, number 20, Desiree, You Gotta Be. Uh, number 19, Nikki French, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Number 18. Really? Yeah. Number That's eight. a little, see again, that should be the like 45 yeah I, I agree uh number 18 is shaggy mr boombastic yep that was uh mary's dad one of uh, it was ironically mary's one of mary's dad's uh favorite songs <laughs> <laughs> oh god really he didn't even like black people he freaking liked that song god <laughs> uh number 17 bon jovi always i'm not a huge bon jovi fan um number 16 brian adams have you ever really loved a woman? <laughs> that was such a... Really? I can't remember that song. Oh, God. They they I, I, they did it on uh, on Family Guy, I think, didn't they? Have you ever really loved a woman? I have no idea. Oh, that dude. That doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like a monster ballads kind of song. <laughs> um... Number 15, uh, All for One, I Can Love You Like That. That was a good song when it came out. Um, 14, Blues Traveler, Runaround. Uh, 13, Adina Howard, Freak Like Me. I have no idea what that is. Adina Howard. I remember her name. I think that was that was a song, like, if we, if we could play it, you'd be like, yep, I heard it a thousand times. Oh, I'm sure every single one of these I know. Um, number 12, Boys to Men, Water Runs Dry. Also an amazing song. Um, Dion Ferris is back again with I Know for 11, whatever that means. Um, number 10, Montel Jordan, This Is How We Do It. Remember that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Number 9, Monica, Don't Take It Personal, Just One of Them Days. I'm sorry, Just one of, one of Them Days. I don't remember that. Oh, isn't that that song? Just one of them days that a girl goes through. I just want to be all alone. Isn't that that song? Uh, when you say, I mean. It oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a black me. woman. So it that can sing. sound familiar to me. Yeah, I was going to say, when Nick sings, it's not, not ringing a bell. But yeah, no, it's, it could be the song. I think it's just one of them days that a girl goes through. I think that's what, what it's called. But I could be thinking of another song. Number eight, Madonna, Take a Bow. What song was that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a, a also just a very slow Madonna song, but it was good. She showed she was very artistic. It wasn't poppy. It was uh, I can't 
I can't uh, sing the melody right now, but I remember that being a really good song. Um, number seven was Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey Fantasy. Um, that was 95, really. Yeah, I remember that. Feels like that was like in the 80s. <laughs> All blends together when you go over 50, so. I know. Uh, number six, Real McCoy, Another Night. That was a jam. Another night, another dream. But I'll uh, remember that song. Yeah. Okay. Now, yep. Uh, you did that one very well, Nick. Yep. Uh, number five, Boys <laughs> to Men. I'm down on bended knee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number four is Seal, Kiss from a Rose. That was one of those songs. It was like a scab. It like hurt so good. And then it got really annoying. You know, I, I agree with you for then, but it is in my it is in my on one of my Amazon playlists in my badass songs playlist, and so I it is okay to hear it many years later every now and again. Yeah, and my grandma used to say this all the time, and it was like the worst thing you could possibly say about a person, but she would always be like, "I don't like it would be him or her or whoever," and she'd be like, "I don't know why I don't like them, I don't like their face." <laughs> And it was like with Seal, I'm like, I don't like seeing his face that much. His face is all up in the camera and the video, and it's like, you'd think he'd be in the shadows or something, but I know he's proud, whatever he's got going on all with, those his, burns. with his face, whatever. whatever he's, it he's a burn victim. So, yeah, but he's a burn victim, and he's going, and I'm still banging Heidi Klum, bitches. Yeah. I'd have I, my face in the camera, too. I'd have my face in something else other than the camera if I was dating Heidi Klum at that right. point. But. It was one of those, like, like, singing the shower songs, but, like, I would almost... Depress myself singing it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I break windows in my car with that. Oh, my God. Uh, number th- <laughs> number three. So we're down to the top three. Number three, TLC Creep. Good song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Top three, though? Dude, Damn. they are two of the top three TLC. The next one up is Waterfalls. Okay. And this is the top song. Top number one song. 95. 1995. And I cannot believe this because of all the potentially good songs that were on here. I believe it just because I remember how many times I heard it. But it's still number one. Number one is Coolio Gangster's Paradise. You could have said worse. Yeah. You definitely could have yeah. said worse. Um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking I was going to be very upset by the answer, and I'm, I'm really not with that. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, yeah, that's the, the only other thing. It's, I, probably, it's still his best piece of work. I oh, don't know. But, oh, yeah. I don't know. Gotta gotta get up to get down is pretty good. No, dude. Gangster's <laughs> Paradise. <laughs> Gangster's Paradise Gangster's is Paradise was yeah. That's a that's a a, a hymn of yeah. Of that genre of music. Do you do you think that um see now we're going to hymns? This is all about the church night. This is the whole thing. It's about Yeah. <laughs> the priest is gonna be very intrigued when we start playing that in the church. Yeah. Um do you think he'd be able to get away with it today? Get your woman on the floor <laughs> and the lyrics. No, the lyrics definitely wouldn't fly today, but I, I the what is that supposed to mean? The <laughs> The rhythm and and the sound of the song, I mean, it's it's timeless. People still sample it in in a ton of music. Name one song that they sampled it in. 
since there's a ton, I mean, you could just like Weird Al Yankovic actually made a song off of it himself. Well, he makes a lot of parody no, songs. No, dude, it's actually he said he has said himself that he 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 is very selective about Amish Paradise, who he will make a a parody of. A parody of. Like yeah, it, yeah, it, it 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 has to be a hit, like a very big song, for him to even consider doing it. So for him to do that for Gangsters Paradise, that's actually that that lends a lot of credit to to that song. Friggin' huge, huge credit. All right, moving on. Let's see here. So we're gonna do some yes or no questions. Um, going down the list here. Let's see. Oh God, I thought that said, "Do you have a drinking problem?" <laughs> I'm like, I know what yeah. to say with that. Yeah. All right. Um. So we're gonna go through some questions here. All right. Um. Corey, what is your zodiac sign? You don't have to. It's not. It doesn't have to be yes or no, but. I was gonna say, just quick questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, the question was, no. do you know your zodiac sign? Oh, yeah, Capricorn. Like, okay, Todd. Yes and same. Yes and same. Oh, okay, interesting. Mine's kind of weird because you're you're. Are you past that point? What the Capricorn in January? I, Aquarius starts on the twentieth. It's it's one or the other. Either Aquarius ends on the twentieth. No, because Capricorn starts or the vote. Because I'm, yeah. I'm the second, so I, it has to start on, it ends on the 20th. Yeah, so it, it, ends, well, so it ends on the 19th. Capricorn ends on the 19th. Aquarius starts on the 20th. So I'm literally right on the cusp. What were you saying, Todd? I'm the 19th. Oh, wow. Wow, that's crazy. So you're January 19th and I'm the 20th. Here we go. What time were you born at, Todd? Uh, Like 11 something at night, I think. Oh shit! So you were real close. No, I was, no, I was born. I was born. I was born around lunchtime. No, sorry. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you were thinking. Of, you were thinking of something else that occurred on your birthday the day you were born at eleven o'clock yeah. at night. Yeah, exactly. That you. <laughs> I, that that was actually I remember it was when uh, when they picked me up out of the little baby bed in the hospital and. <laughs> yeah, there's a little. It was green jello. <laughs> That's okay. All right. <laughs> they, they, they gave me a uh, a fant. No, what's what's the a shasta. Shasta. They gave me a Shasta and a cold sandwich, and off to bed I went. Shasta. Um, I'll skip. Tried to slap me in the ass. I'm gonna skip a couple of these questions um, just based on the answers. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, Todd, have you ever buried a time capsule? Uh, yes. Explain. I was gonna say, was this something recent, or is this in the the far far past? Far, far past. When okay. I was in my grade school, buried a time capsule. So I was a part of it. It's not like I personally set out to bury a time capsule. No, but I was a part of a time capsule burial in grade school, like in third grade. Please don't call it a burial <laughs> unless you put bodies inside the capsule. Maybe they did. All right, well, Mr. Do Ribbits. Do you put it on a shelf? <laughs> what do you do? You bury it. Yeah, right. Uh, how about you, Cor? <laughs> Uh yeah, same same thing. We did a, a time capsule in uh, eighth grade, I believe, and I think. Did you guys dig it up? I want to say it's next, still there. I want to say next year is the year was either it was dug up already or it's like next year. I feel like it was dug up already. Which and I don't. They don't, know. I don't, they don't tell the people from the class. I, there might have been a Facebook post or some shit about it, but you should go there and dig it up yourself. No, <laughs> I got it first. <laughs> I, I feel I feel as if the day after we buried it that night, our teacher went out there and was like, okay, let's get this out of the ground. And do it next year with the next class. <laughs> exactly. 
Because you know all the time capsules that would be spread out in that, in yeah, that little circle? they'd be everywhere. Yeah, you can't do that. You can only have one, so they got to take it out. And- well, Mrs. Krabappel, it looks like we have a problem with that mole again this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, me, um, I don't think we ever did it with school, but I'm relatively certain we did one in the backyard at my house, and I don't remember what happened beyond that. It could still be there. Or I could just be making it up. Um, I don't know, but I remember it. Um, Todd, do you know what a lucid dream is? A lucid dream? Yeah. Is this, isn't that like a wet dream? No. <laughs> yes, exactly. No. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, Court, never mind. We'll is that a dream on. where you're aware, that you're aware that it's a dream? Um, well, read the definition. It's like a twilight dream. It's a dream about vampires? No, no, <laughs> not that twilight. Wow. I'm skipping the next question. Do you believe in God going on to the next question? Um, dude, what is this? The religious question? Have you ever prayed to God? Wouldn't it be funny if this is how they, the, this website, like in particular gets you, like they start off with some really like vague questions and then they move right into God. It's like that episode of the office when he's given the, uh, the intervention, uh, to Meredith. Yeah. He's like, do you, have you ever believed that drinking or the, uh, oh, fuck, what do you say? Something about the, the Church of Latter-day Saints and your drinking problem. <laughs> like, where'd you get this? Luckily, if someone hasn't seen The Office, they could laugh right along with you while you were quoting that. Yeah, it was a terrible, <laughs> terrible quote. It came across better in my head than when I actually spoke it. I thought I had it down, but I didn't. Uh, all right. Uh, I think we know this about, uh, I know this about Corey. Um, do you enjoy drinking coffee? I do, Corey. It's up and down, man. Some days I, I can, other days I can't stand it. Todd, how about you? I am neither here nor there. I have I have an iced coffee most every day, but if I never had it again, I wouldn't. it wouldn't be like I'd die, and I don't need it. I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, don't talk to me until I've had at least a cup of coffee. Yeah, so I'm not dependent on it, and if I, I, I do it just because Mary <laughs> drinks coffee, it's kind of a shared habit, if you will. Uh-huh. So I do, but like I said, when I travel... Uh, I don't have coffee of any kind when I'm on the road. So I could, and I could, even if I was on the road for a month, I probably would never have a coffee. Okay. Yeah, I I love coffee. I'm not a person that drinks pots of coffee, um, but I usually very much need to have a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, and I am one of those people, regardless, even coffee or not, like don't talk to me in the morning. I'll end a friendship in the morning. So <laughs> I will. Um, it was a funny story. Like my mom used to, um, uh, friends of mine used to come, uh, over in the morning and I'd have to go with them to walk to the bus stop. Excuse me. And my house was on the way. And, uh, I used to tell them all like, don't, don't fuck with me in the morning. And, uh, I had this one friend that was just super punctual and he would come over super early and like talk to my mom and all this crap. And so a lot of times I was not awake and for whatever reason, she thought it was a wise decision to send him upstairs to try and wake me up. She'd be like, you need to go upstairs and wake up Nick. I've tried a couple times and he won't get up. So he'd come up there and I think I'd swing at him and stop and get the fuck out of here. But yeah, absolutely. hundred uh, percent. Much better now, but definitely need some coffee in the morning. Okay, so moving right along, we'll do a couple more, and then we'll go to our break. Um, Todd, have you ever been lost in the wilderness? 
Yes. Explain. Uh, details. Every year, well, for a, for a couple of years, we used to go uh, uh, brook trout fishing in a place called Strong's, Michigan, up in the Upper Peninsula. Uh-huh. And uh, I am not particularly woods woodsman savvy, so uh, we would have to we would park and have to hike maybe a half mile, three quarters of a mile into this very very densely wooded area to get down to the river to to catch brook trout. And if for anybody who's ever done this before that enjoys it, you're a masochist because it's absolutely horrible. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, for a couple of years so that I wouldn't get called a pussy by my buddies, I went I was indulged them and did this brook trout fishing trip where. Again, we would spelunk our way through this really, really dense woods, uh, teeming with mosquitoes, deer flies, black flies, ticks, anything that, all things that buzz and bite. And uh, anyway, one day after about, it took me like an hour to get down to the river, uh, only to, to get my, immediately as soon as I kind of, you can't, you're so, it's so tight, you can't even cast into the river. You actually have to kind of swing at your hook. That's, good, that's hanging on like two feet of, of line because it's that tightly packed. You can't, and, the, and we have brook trout can see up, so you can't like be right on top of the water. So anyway, after losing like my first three hooks and taking my gloves off to, to uh, change my, my lure on my line and getting bitten by a thousand mosquitoes and deer flies, uh, I decided, screw this, I'm making my way back to the, uh, to the car. And, uh, yeah, I was turned around lost. <laughs> and, and I freaking screamed in the woods until one of my buddies uh, came to get me and, and guided me back to the car. And he had, he threw such a hissy fit about it. When I got back to the car, I got in the back seat and drank the entire case of beer, save one. <laughs> well, they were out fishing for the day. So they're like fish for another seven hours, come back all sweaty and tired. And I freaking drank all the beers. <laughs> wow. It, you know, this is kind of, it's kind of funny because, um, when when we were younger and Corey and I uh, worked together, one of our um, one of our bosses was uh, this black guy retired from Detroit. He was a commander, and he was just way too serious. Um, kind of like personality, like a bag of rattlesnakes. wasn't the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> and I remember he's like, "Hey man, why why you need this time off work?" I said, oh, "I'm going up north." You doing what? I said, "I'm going up north with my family." Up north. What's up north? And I'm like, oh, like you haven't been up north. I'm like, you know, up north. He's like, man, next time you up north, you look around, see if you see another black man around. He goes, ain't no black man up north. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, up north. And he just like rolls his eyes. I'm like, sorry, I didn't know it was a sensitive subject. <laughs> the funny thing is he's speaking truth. <laughs> there's one dumbass rolling around the woods in Strong's, Michigan. <laughs> and there was also a comedian, this Hispanic guy. He's like, he's like, you know, sometimes he's like, if I want to see, you know, my my brothers, the black guys, or or some other Latinos, he's like, I watch cops if I if I want to see them, you know. But if I want to see white people, I watch when animals attack. Because like, you never see us in that shit <laughs> Feeding a fucking bear or some shit He's like y'all deserve that shit I'm like oh man So Corey how about you You ever been lost in the wilderness In the wilderness no No I can't say I've ventured that deep Into the wild that uh, Not when you went to poop in the bucket up north At my cabin Didn't get lost didn't go, able, You didn't go that far Was able to come right back 
What if you just heard like, <gasps> I definitely would. Then I really would have known how to get back to the cabin. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So we're going to end it on that and uh, go for a 15 minute break. Um, if you're watching on YouTube or anything, you don't have to do anything. It's going to seem like two seconds, but if you're um, watching live, yeah, Corey, what's oh, up? No, no, you, never mind. You, yeah, but if you're watching live, we're uh, we're not gone. You don't have to leave the room. You don't have to do anything. We will be back in 15 minutes. Welcome back to the backside of episode 151 of the Schnozcast. Wow, fantastic. That break was much needed. I smoked so many cigarettes. And uh, Bob would be proud. Called my girl Lori. Had a good conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So uh, we can come back to... Um, come back to some questions here in a little bit, but for right now, oh, it's the MF and gentlemen's agreement. Oh, done. All right, gentlemen's agreement. So I don't know what you guys had. I don't have. Um, I don't have one note pulled up. Corey, what were you assigned? Eastern Promises by Bob. By Bobert Rankin. Yes. Okay. How was it? Uh, it was good. It was kind of your classic gangster movie. Um, but the twist to it was it was based in London with Russian gangsters. Okay. Uh, but I mean, pretty graphic scenes that were very, I shouldn't say funny because that don't, they don't really go hand in hand, but they were pretty funny to me at least. Uh, there was a, a scene in the barbershop, one of the opening scenes, and this uh, younger guy ends up slitting this uh, Russian's dude's throat in the barber chair. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. I, it's from I, it's from like 2003, <laughs> I, if you've seen it by now. But, uh, I mean, yeah, like it wasn't just like a, like any other movies, it's just kind of real quick, like, oh, real quick slit, and the person died, like... This like it showed him like digging into his neck and yeah mm. it was it was graphic. Was it cringeworthy? Oh yeah, oh I was like if this is setting the tone for this movie, I I I kind of like it. Did it saw through um, the cartilage of of the the larynx? Oh yeah, yeah it was. It, like I said he was definitely yeah, that he, might push me over the edge. <laughs> he, he was definitely in there, uh, but th- there was and they sprinkled a little little humor in it. There was a point where that that guy that he killed there was a. Uh, Another mobster that came in, he was preparing the body for it to be dumped by cutting off his fingertips and oh, that is funny. taking all his property off of him. But just well, just the way they had the mobster like present himself with how like just okay and like normal it was for him. Uh, he ends up putting his well, he's smoking a cigarette for most of the first part of the scene, mm-hmm. and when he goes to put it out, rather than just like flicking it on the ground or whatever, he puts it out on his tongue, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys might want to leave for this." Telling the other two in the room. And then he goes, goes like, almost like he was pruning flowers with his fingertips. He was just like, well, sniffing them off. See, I, I don't 
fingers snip snipping off fingers like when, when they do that in a movie like it i i understand it's not real but toes and fingers like the snapping of the i don't like that <laughs> i don't like it's just i always look away i'm like no oh, no 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 <laughs> it's i'll try to find movies now that incorporate a lot of that i dude i i've seen a lot of movies that have that and i like the movies that that scene would be in but that part i'm like i understand is this that integral to the plot like that we have to do a zoom in and snap you know and then the guy's screaming and stuff i mean i think it's more for shock value but oh it works uh and then there was there was a huge and it's kind of sucks that bob's not here to to bring this up to you right now but uh, if you're listening buddy there was a, a twist in the about three quarters of the way through that I did not see coming that really uh, kind of made made the movie that much better for me. Uh, that I will not spoil because if you are going to watch it, it's it's something you definitely do not see happening. Um, but then there was there was a, a shower fight scene with the, the same mobster yeah. I was just referring to, and he was naked. Uh, and <laughs> it, the way they were able to shoot this without just getting his junk in every scene was it was well done. It was very well done. Edit it all out. No, like just the way like he would stand or turn real quick. Like you just you would see his entire body, but you never saw the full nudity of it. And it was a complete fight scene. So I I, I got to give the writers and, and director <laughs> a little bit of credit for being able to do a, a full prolonged fight scene and and not having that part of it. But the, the, the end of that fight scene was actually pretty funny too. I mean, some of us would need some assistance with that because, I mean, just imagine just holding a pool noodle between your legs and trying to flail around and fight. I mean, you'd have to really edit all that out. Well, yeah, you know, like a summer salami, just kind of <laughs> swinging around. Yeah. Oh, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, great, great, great pick. Um, Bob gets to keep his three ninety nine. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, for people that don't know, if if uh, if we have to rent the movie and actually pay for it, then uh, and we hate it, then uh, the other person has to give us money. So we try and um, deter people from giving revenge picks, um, or you know, doing something to intentionally piss each other off. Um, so you liked it, so that's good. So uh, this was back on eleven twenty. Todd, Generation yes, Hustle, was that you? That is me. All right, so what's what's that about? So Generation Hustle is a documentary series of true stories of how uh, this gen- our generation, the, the generations that we have right now, uh, are so about much about making money that uh, it's cause some of the greatest scams and cons of, of all time. I, this is I'm giving this is I haven't I am truly I can't wait to actually get back into it and and see the WeWork episode. Uh, uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with WeWork, the uh, the company that you can lease office space from. But I I, I remember I'm super excited to get to it because mainly uh, I and I was I invest in trying to invest in things that uh, are up and comers. And back in 2018 2019 timeframe, WeWork was going to be like this juggernaut uh, IPO uh, because there is they were revolutionizing the way that people work. Uh, turns out the dude at the the top of it is a guy named Adam Newman, I think is his name. Uh, but total, like he's been accused of being a cult leader at the greatest scam artist of all time. But uh, 
I, 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 I digress a bit. Uh, it's basically a docu-series about uh, individual con people, people who run Ponzi schemes. Uh, and like they're, and again, it's all about them wanting to, using their powers for evil instead of good. It is that classic scamming people and getting over on people, Ponzi schemes. Uh, the thing I think the, the first one is a guy uh, impersonating a record producer and feeding on kind of people's hopes and dreams uh, so that he gets paid and actually dashing people's lives. And, and you, you actually see the, the rise and all the money and all the partying and then the fall. It's uh, this is a solid so far, a solid, solid B, solid B minus uh, thing. Very, very intriguing. It, it's like, you can't even believe how easily we, the people can be suckered. <laughs> like P teen Barham said, sir, there's a yeah, sucker born every minute. Every minute. Oh yeah. my God. I, that's crazy. I should actually assign this. I've got a couple guys I know that are married that had some, we work done. Um, so they might like this. They might actually like it's this. It's just movie. interesting to know the story behind it. Right. It was like, this going to be this booming juggernaut. It's still, they're still around. They're still doing business, but it's, it's not what it was cracked up to be. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Seeing, seeing the backstories behind some of those companies and, and, some of the fronts that people put on, um, it's insane. Like the the amount of money that they came into, like you said, the, on on the rise of those businesses, uh, yeah, was just and people people throw money. If 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 you see certain people again, it, and it's funny. I think that's the whole cryptocurrency thing. I think this is very intriguing to me because it's like uh, Elon Musk, Dogecoin goes from nothing to a thing where people made a shit ton of money, uh, and then Elon Musk shows up on a Saturday Night Live special and tanks it. Then he, then the rise of Shiba Inu because it's like, Hey, if these guys are putting their money behind that, why wouldn't I? Right. Right. And, and yeah. And, and I think, I think we work was from what I remember from the documentary was one of the biggest, um, like one of the biggest scams out of, out of all of them. Absolutely. Well, like I said, that was a thing I was, I, I wanted to buy into, but it's like, it's too expensive and it's, it's actually worth, you know, I mean, you, a lot of people made and lost a shit ton of money on it. Oh, that. big time. Big, I mean, if you, yeah, if you were able to get out at the, at the right time, absolutely. then yeah, you could have made a, a butt ton of money, but the issue being, you really didn't know when that time was because the way it was portrayed was they were just always on the rise. There was no. There was no over that hump, like okay, things are, are plateauing or going downhill. No, the the way the way that they were able to up and then crash, right? And yeah. then to see what they then this, again, just again, I'm excited to see that whole thing. But to see the partying and the the just the exploits when you're so rich that when you can do things that are just shameful. Yeah, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yes, yes, and then you're going to finish it. So excellent. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Fantastic. Um, I actually, we, we did take a two-week hiatus, so you'd think I would have watched my movie, but I did not. Um, All I, that time, buddy. I know. All that What'd time. What you have? Uh, I had True Grit. Um, yeah, during during the holidays, I was too busy, and then this week I was so sick, I, I didn't feel like watching or doing anything. So, um, so yeah, I'll watch my next week. I'm not going to do a new assignment. Uh, I'll catch up. Um, so the algorithm is Todd has Corey and Corey has Todd. All right, that was easy. <laughs> okay, so if, if you want to, uh, you want to think of hey, something. Actually, that's just, I actually have something in mind. I've been waiting for Corey because uh, I've documented. I don't know that he's seen, but and I got, but I want to make sure I have the name right because I've been screwing that up of late. But uh, can I make one public service announcement? Yeah. Hail to the victors, bitches! 
They win to the victors. We are an unbiased podcast. They won convincingly. They did a thing that Michigan doesn't normally do. Do ninety second sports. Damn Skippy. You mean (laughs) you mean win? They won. They won, and they won convincingly. They actually put the hammer down on somebody. They won a game they were supposed to win, and they won it handily. So let me tell you this about Michigan. Of course, I don't get involved in sports. Oh boy, Todd. I don't. Todd, I don't. Buckle up, buddy. This but, is what you've yeah. been waiting for. The only the yes. only parties I ever went to were on the banks of the Red Cedar, as the song goes. And so my heart always went to MSU. And U of M people, uh, some of them can be kind of stuck up. Regardless, I if I had to pick, it would have I I would like MSU, but I'm not really into sports. But let me tell you this: we had a personal chef gig during the. Michigan-Ohio State game at the big house. And we were not at the big house, but we were like maybe a mile and a half away. So this was, this was what, like last week or something? Yep, yep, last yeah. weekend. And it was during one of our first big snowstorms. So my Uncle Mike, um, being the soothsayer that he is, um, it was like... Hey, you know what I think you should do? Um, I forgot to bring these coffee cups. Why don't you head up to Gordon's and pick up some coffee cups? And I'm sure there's one around here. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I look it up on my phone. First of all, I'm getting no service anywhere. Like anywhere. All the people. No all the service people. anywhere. And yep. so finally I'm, I'm able to bring it up and it's like, oh, Gordon's Food Services, 1.8 miles away. I'm like, oh, sweet. Awesome. Almost died on the way there. Um, not based on all the snow everywhere, but because people, when they get together in large numbers, just don't know what to do. And so one guy almost T-boned me. Um, but that wasn't as bad. I finally got there after about 25 minutes and I'm like, Oh my God, I've never seen so much maize and blue. And and I was happy for him. You know, I, I I get why everyone was freaked out and, and so excited. I mean, that's cool. And it's 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 very cool to people watch. I mean, if you got to move slow, then move slow through a college town. Um, yep. But the way back was a different story. So I actually took a screenshot on my ways. So ways when there's updated, like it's like a social media uh, live um, GPS app, so people can um, update things in real time. Say there's something in the road. There's uh, police over here. There's whatever. So it's constantly being updated by anyone that has ways which is awesome because it can route you around shit. The entire city, every fucking street, it highlights any street where there's congestion, and it'll either go yellow, orange, or red for traffic. Sure, there's a lot of red. Every street was, <laughs> every street was red, and it Absolutely. gives, it, based on your, uh, your phone and the tracking, the GPS tracking, it also gives real time of said traffic's miles per hour that these this traffic is moving and all the all the streets were red and it had a one mph next to it and i'm like what the fuck i i'm telling you i tried i thankfully i'd never been to ann arbor like other than just passing through and i got a tour of the city um i was in traffic on the way home for that 1.8 miles for probably almost two hours yep trying to get back a, a little over a mile and a half. The state police had shut down everything. You couldn't turn left 
anywhere. There was snow everywhere. Thankfully, like these kids were walking by and they're like, yo, guy in the truck, go blue. I'm like, <laughs> and so I ignored them, of course. And you didn't feed into it. So like, yeah, you in the truck and my windows open, you know, it, you're just not, you're not moving like snowflakes were moving faster than I was. And, uh, it was just absolute gridlock. Finally, I look over and they've just got these cases of beer and they're walking and it was so tempted to be like, yeah, go blue. Get the fuck over here and give me one of those yeah, exactly. fucking beers. They would have given you one. I know, they I, you one. I know they would have, but there were so many cops everywhere on foot. Like, <laughs> I say, if, they, you can't, if you can't beat them, buddy, join them. I mean, they weren't join even. Them. Exactly. I don't even know what the cops were doing because. Nothing. They were, they were literally <laughs> just. They weren't going to do anything. They oh. were just like, it was all the state police. And yeah. they were letting people like basically go straight or turn right and no one could turn left anywhere. All the one way streets, people were going the opposite direction. I mean, it was absolute oh, yeah. fucking chaos. Oh, so yeah. I, I don't understand why U of M has been around for this fucking long and the city and the police haven't figured out something better than that, but no, they never will. They never, that, that has been, that's been that way for forever. I mean, ultimately the reason your coverage doesn't work is once even in the stadium, there are so many people in that stadium every weekend, dude, there are, it, it, it sucks up all the, the ports, basically, to enable uh, cell phones to work. And so, essentially, every possible bit of bandwidth for all the cell towers around that stadium on game day are taken. And so, everybody else is, like, devoid of power. And, of course, you don't invest in upgrading that because on non-Saturdays, during not during football season, it's overkill. Yeah. Uh, so, it is one of the most amazing things ever. Yeah. So, you got someone that's – this is, like – basically the first time in an arbor and had no clue about this game and uh you know quickly figured it out but yeah i had to type into i like pulled over and typed into my ford's gps that i never use and it worked but my cell phone i, I couldn't get a text out i couldn't do anything my exactly my uncle's like and, and, oh, where were you <laughs> where were you i don't know exactly. mike exactly just- Exactly. I'm like, are you uh, fucking again, kidding me? I know you're not a sports guy, but no, again, tr- truly, you were in the midst of maybe if, of all sport anywhere, maybe a, it's a top ten rivalry. This is like that game is as, as big as the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> oh like yeah, the whole of them. I mean, that it's that big a rivalry, and the fact that Michigan won and at home, having and again having been a Michigan season ticket holder when I still lived in Michigan. Uh, you should you should put on your bucket list, sport fan or not, to watch a football game against a real competitor at Michigan Stadium, and you will be in awe of being a part of a crowd of 107,000 plus people. Uh, it is absolutely amazing. Oh. It's absolutely breathtaking. I was a part of that crowd, Todd. <laughs> you were. You were. Yeah. And, and not the, willingly. And the number goes up because a bunch of those people didn't even get into the game. I you. But the the, <laughs> the funniest part was that. They, they were probably looking at me like I was insane because I was the only person that wasn't wearing maize and blue. Like the entire, everywhere, everywhere you looked, it was like, it was it was crazy. You know, what? It, what's really funny though, had they, they have lost, you would have driven through there no problem. I'm sure. Once that game was over, you would have been free and clear. No, it, there still would have been 8 billion people. There would have been, it would have been a, a much more docile crowd. Yeah. At the end of the day, you still, they still, because again, capacity is like 107,000. And they actually jam like 115,000 people in the stadium. And those, all those dudes, actually, if it had been a blowout the other way, the only good thing you'd have had going for you is people would have left in the third quarter. 
That's what I'm saying. You you wouldn't have dealt with half the half the amount of the crowd and and those people being that amped up. It, they, everyone would have just they would have let cars through. Traffic would have moved fine. But yeah, they uh, that you went. Been, you still you'd have been madder. You wouldn't have sense, seen such joy on people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> and we see him heading in that direction. The twenty. He's going for forty. And it's ninety seconds. So that was eight minutes sports. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this, I love it. This shot's been sitting here for a while, so we're going to go ahead and take it. I need it after all that sports talk. So, cheers, boys. Hail to the victors. Oh, yeah, but that was quite an experience. It was annoying, but it wasn't horrible because I was on the clock. It was a beautiful, you know, first winter snowstorm. So, you know, everything was dusted and covered with snow. So that was really cool. And the people watching was just, I mean, even if you're not a sports fan, it's kind of cool to sit back and just watch that many people, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. Did you guys drink your shot already? Oh, yeah. Oh, hold on. I got to get my, I got mine ready. You guys went before me. Oh, yeah. sorry. Salute. Yeah. Strovia. Shabuya. Shabuya. Thank you. All right. So, new assignments. Did you give them out? Yep. I'm ready. I'm ready as well. Corey, did you give have yourself? You seen, no. Have you seen Have you seen Bad Sport? Fuck. Uh, I've seen a couple, because it's a series, right? Yes. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Um, I kind of skipped yeah. around to the ones that uh, that I, I kind of liked. Well, wait a minute. It's a series, but it's it's a, the one guy's story, right? It's, uh, I mean, actually, I take that back. It's, it's, Multiple it's, se- it, multiple episodes to cover a single story. Maybe I'm thinking of a different documentary then. Uh, it's on Netflix. Can you t- take a look? It's called Bad Sport. Uh, the first one is the, the, the kid, uh, Stevan. Uh, I can't remember his last name right now. Um, played basketball for Arizona State. Okay, no, no, no. I, no, I, I have seen it on there. I, I watched, I was thinking of something different. So, no, yeah. So have I, you seen? No, I have not seen Bad you Sport. Seen? Watch that. I think you'll love it. Sounds good. Uh, put it on my list here. And Todd, I'm I'm up in the air on you. I got two that I've uh, I'm thinking about, but I think what I'm gonna go with. Um, you have heard of the clothing company Von Dutch, correct? Yeah. The Curse of Von Dutch on Hulu. Okay. Uh, I've actually been giving it out to people not on the podcast and it's been quite a hit, sir. All right. Not to pat myself on the back or anything, but you're on a run. You're on a bit of a run with me. If, if you liked generation hustle, uh, I think this is definitely going to be, be right up there with that. Awesome. What is this? Episode 151. Jesus. Okay. What are you drinking tonight, Todd? Uh, I've been a, I've been a little all over the place, but right now I just cracked open a new beer. A beer I just just got this week from uh, the Rogue Brewing Company called Colossal Claude. It is an Imperial IPA. Uh, it is very very good. You're, I just I've never been able to do the IPAs. I I I used to not be able, used to not like them because it was always a race to see who could make 
a thing happier than ever. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I can't. I, I really can't do it with. I them. think I think people have figured it out. I think you should dip your toe in the water again and try something you haven't tried before. Because what I found now is, again, I I got back into the IPA game when uh, my my brother in law tipped me to hazy IPAs or New England IPAs, uh, which were not while they're hop forward. It wasn't like a this. It, I'm gonna make it as bitter and grapefruity as possible. Uh, it was kind of it was edged off and real done in a really good way. So I started really really liking those, uh, and then I, again dipped my toe back into imperial IPAs. The dog, if you don't like IPAs, you should give the uh, dog fish head uh, sixty minute IPA a try. And then recently I got the ninety minute uh, IPA uh, IPA by Dogfish Head, dude, out of control, really really good, not crazy grapefruit bitter hoppy junk okay uh, so yeah i think people have figured it out i think the early early on i was with you i was with everybody else i'm like no no too much it's, it's a how many hops can i jam into this thing uh and i think that people have kind of figured it out and there are so many out there now i would say that even if you still there are probably still a hundred ipas i won't like i'm in the game in fact i probably have like six or seven of them in my fridge right now are you guys doing pick of the week no, no. I was, I was just asking about what he was drinking as far as beer wise. Todd, have yep. you have you tried a, a Dogfish Heads 120 minute IPA? I haven't had the 120. I've had the the 60 and the 90. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, so there's a <laughs> there's a Dog's Head IPA. Dogfish. Dogfish. Dogfish Sorry. Head Brewing Company. Dogfish Head Brewing. Mm-hmm. And yep. they make a 60, a 90, and a 120 yep. that I assume are all basically the same flavor, base of the of the same flavor. No. They're they're a little bit different. It's just they're uh, different, yeah. It, it's just their their version. There's a reason behind it, but um to to give you an idea. So Todd, do you know anything about their 120 minute IPA? I don't. All, the one thing I was gonna tell Corey though is I know that the alcohol goes up. The, the the higher the minutes oh so yeah I th- so i'm because i, th- I want to say that the uh the 60 minute is like like almost seven like 6.9 or maybe 7.9 and then the the 90 minute is like nine percent uh, oh yeah so i imagine that the 120 is like something silly like 14 percent or something <laughs> oh no so the 120 minute ipa it's actually in a very subtle has a very subtle label it almost looks like a like an old scroll, like the label is just like a very worn tan color, and it just says 120 minute IPA Dogfish Head, and um, yeah, a buddy of mine who likes beer turned me on to it. Something you have to have to try. Um, the alcohol is so high that they can't. It varies, so they can't give it an exact percent. So it says 15 to 20 percent. <laughs> by volume 15 to 20 15 to 20 yeah. percent by volume is is alcohol so How, the the uh 120 minute ipa is ten dollars a 12 ounce bottle of beer is 10 bucks a bottle and holy fuck it is dude it i mean it's 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 like you're i mean you're drinking like it, it's almost like you're drinking a bottle of fireball. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you're, you're, you're trying to enjoy it as a beer cause it tastes like a beer, but it's so high in alcohol. So it's, it's really good. Um, but I could only do half and half. 
Like I, I did half a bottle. I put it back in the fridge and dude, I'm telling you the, the buzz, like the cool, calm buzz that you, this warming sensation buzz that you get from 120 minute IPA is awesome. It's really cool. That almost just seems like too much. Like I, I think that the highest content beer I've ever tried was 7%. That was uh voodoo vetter. A lot of like a lot of stouts have high alcohol and I, I hate stouts. So in, in my eyes, the higher uh, ABV is typically the, the thicker and darker beers. Like Bob will be like, Oh, try this. And it looks like the color of a car tire. And I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, Oh, it's a chocolate coffee stuff. I'm like, no, I know. I don't want chocolate and I don't want coffee in my beer. You know, that's the opposite of what I want. So this is kind of cool because it's if you even remotely like IPAs, like you absolutely Let me have ask to. Try this question. It. Yeah. Have you had a Sam Smith's uh, chocolate oatmeal stout? No, I hate chocolate and I hate oatmeal. Really? Yeah. I'm. I don't like sweets. I'm a savory guy. If they had one that was like, oh, green olive stout, I'd be like, oh, I'll have to try I'm that. Gonna like, find, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a stout for you then. Yeah. Actually, actually, I already know one. You should try a Beamish. Good Irish stout. God bless you. <laughs> Um, no, there's, there was actually one wheat beer, uh, that most people thought sounded disgusting and it was a limited time. I think it's, uh, I don't know if it was lining Kugels or, uh, some, some company like that, but they had like a holiday mixer, um, box that you could buy. And so it would have like let's say three grapefruit shandies, three summer shandies, three something, whatever it may be, there was the wheat beer and um, it had three that you couldn't buy. You could only buy in this pack. Um, uh, Soft pretzel wheat beer. It was a, it was a salted soft pretzel. I don't know, man. That's as, as much as I want to like the sound of that. I don't know if I wouldn't have beer. It was delicious. It was amazing. I was like, where do I, I've seen it before, like other than that, like a few times at stores. It's one of those things where it's like, for me, cause I'm a savory guy, like it tasted like bread, like a, like a pretzel and it, it was delicious, but it had that beer aftertaste to it. Dude, if, if I could eat, I mean, I'm German. So if I could eat fresh soft pretzels and beer all day long, I would fucking do it. And, um, and sausages. Sprechese Deutsch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He doesn't eat those. He just. Puts them in his mouth. Yeah, just hang on for a while and then take them back out. All manner wieners. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. But, wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you got, dude. You have to remember that German food and Polish food are very similar. I know they're so. kind of one in the same. Yeah, but no, they're not one in the same. Actually, having been to both countries, they're not one in the same. Toot toot. I said they're kind of like one in the same, Todd. Uh. But yeah, so devoid, devoid of devoid of a lot of spice. Yes. Oh yes, <laughs> they are both very bland. They're very bland foods. Yeah. They, like, they take advantage. Always always a lot of pepper and salt on the table. They take advantage of breads and uh, dough. Worse <laughs> and worse. A lot of uh, yeah, a lot of ground meats. But regardless, yeah, so they were a poor people. Yeah, you got to try 120 minute uh, IPA. They sell them. You, for a while, you would you you couldn't uh, find them at a lot of stores, but I know the store by my house always keeps them in stock. Um, and what you do, the, and it's ten dollars a bottle. Because I was going to say, actually, I was I would if I can remember, like my ninety minute 
I got a six pack of bottles and I want to say it was like 17 bucks. Yeah. These are legitimate anywhere I've gone. They're $10 a bottle. Nice for the bottle have to get, uh, for a bottle of beer. Yeah. Good God. Well, gonna be, it's going to, it's going to get you where you're going right with one bottle of beer. Really yeah, but does. I also don't want that. I I don't want to have one <laughs> bottle of beer and be like, oh, all right, guys, well, I'm done. <laughs> hey, imagine you only be, you only have to pee once. I would, yeah, and I'll be sleeping right afterwards. Dude, I would love, I would absolutely love one night for all of us to buy one bottle of 120 minute IPA just for the show. They all passed out on the cast. The, the live stream, the live stream went on for three hours, and no, no one said a word. So you, you got to tell Todd about um. You got to tell Todd about the time you came to my sister's house. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I, let me take a piss first. And because okay. it, it, it's, it's not a long story, but it's, it's a good story. It's yeah. not a short story. Yeah. It's, it is, a, it's, it's not a short story. It's a good story. So, and by the way, Nick. Yeah. Now my mission is to find a, uh, a six pack of that so I can mail you guys each one so that we can actually do it for one episode. Six pack is going to be $140. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, if you want to work something out. I can mail some to you, and then we can get the other we ones for me and Corey. We should do that. Yeah, we could do a 120-minute challenge. And then ten, and then next year, we'll do all drop acid before one of the episodes. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> As we broadcast to the world. This is where you find us, law enforcement. Come get us. All right, Todd, so we're going to do some questions while Corey is uh, canoodling himself. Um uh, let's see here. Are you afraid of heights? Ish. You're afraid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cause what? Well, cause I, I'll say I'm not, I'm very respectful of heights, but I do get a little quick. So again, if you, when you guys come here, if you haven't been to Seattle before, one of the things we'll do is we'll go up into, into the uh, space needle. And again, I'm not particularly, uh, uh, I go, I go, I've been up in a 50 times. Uh, and now that for the observation deck, it's a glass floor, and so you can walk out over it. If I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that my stomach's a little bit higher in my <laughs> in my diaphragm when I'm walking around on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much I'd care for that. I I can't remember if Seattle's one of the places I went. I know I went to uh, where's the CN Tower, Toronto. Yes. Yeah, I know I went there. I know I went to Vancouver. Um, but I can't remember if I went to Seattle. I thought I did. Um. But I'm not sure. Well, I say if you come here, no matter what, the, right next to the Space Needle is the Chihuly uh, uh, art exhibit, and, it, and I, I'm pretty sure you haven't been there. Uh, and that is some, some pla- that's one of the places I always take people who come and visit is the Chihuly exhibit. It's just about like it shows you a bunch of Mexican food or what? No, Chihuly is one of, is the world's greatest uh, glass blowing artist, I think, in the world. And I am really, really fortunate. I say a public service announcement for Seattle to be at the place where, I mean, if you've ever gone somewhere and saw an amazing blown glass chandelier and you're like, oh my God, that must've cost $8 million. And it's amazing. It was likely a Chihuly. And there, are, he has hundreds of pieces of the uh, art that he's created, including a, a complete outdoor garden of blown glass uh, right next to the Space Needle. And it is the best 50 bucks you'll spend in Seattle. Wow, that's awesome. It sounds really cool. It, there's a, there's a, he has one, this one exhibit and I don't want to give it away, but I, I, I shit you not. I stop and I stand in this spot for this one piece of art that he has, uh, and it just makes me smile. It is it is that amazing, uh, and it must have taken him years to actually f- kind of make it and just to see it. 
And then to, when you hear the story about Chihuly, the artist himself, uh, and how he started losing some of his abilities, but still was creating this art, mm-hmm. it's just mind-blowing. Well, that sounds awesome. So, yes. So, uh, Chihuly. But, but yeah, it to, is. It to, is. It is. To answer my own question, I'm also afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I guess I digress. Yeah, you, just a little bit. <laughs> it was a hell of a tangent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a little afraid of heights, but the, the, the really funny thing is Corey's a lot afraid of heights. And no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Corey, Corey's a lot afraid of heights. No, there's there, well, there's an explanation to that. It doesn't need to be an explanation. That's, we don't need to know the explanation. I, I like, you know, sweaty palms, high up. That's about it. Corey's whole body sinks to the ground the closer he gets to an edge. So even sometimes even looking at an edge when he's not close to it, if if you if you even remotely go close to him and try and like pull him over to like like let's say you're you're at a building and it's got a five foot ledge where he can't drop off, like just to bring him over, get get off me, get off me, and his legs starts <laughs> his legs start sinking to the ground like a broken office chair. They just slowly oh, yeah. go down to the ground. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I can't help it. I need to be I on the I need to be I need, I need to I need a good balance and a, a, a solid base because I feel like someone's gonna fuck with me and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa look, I'm gonna try to push you over. The one time he said that, I said, Corey, do you understand? I said, you're not like some seventy pound, you know, twelfth grader that can just be thrown off of a fucking building. Do you understand what it would take? First of all, I couldn't bump into you and you fly over the top of a five-foot stone Real. wall. Yeah, you know, yeah. you'd do something by accident and I would... <laughs> I'm like, that would cause you like like one of the like uh, the blips in Grand Theft Auto, the game when you're playing it and a car like slightly nudges someone and he goes flying through exactly. the air. <laughs> like, what? Exactly. What do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> And then like, I'm already nervous, so if I get jumpy and then I decide to, my body reacts and I jump, it could end oh, yeah. terribly. <laughs> I don't think you're going too high if you jump. Dude, I, I'll tell you this. If there was a five-foot wall um, behind a McDonald's to to block the the neighboring street from that McDonald's and their dumpster or whatever, and we stood next to that and we put mattresses on the other side of that five-foot wall, and I tried my best to lift you and throw you, it wouldn't happen. I could not throw you over a five foot wall. I get that, and but when we're on the ground like that, that doesn't have any concern to me whatsoever. Now, when I know there's a chance I could plunge See, to my death, but you think that some you're going to do something, yeah, some <laughs> and jump five feet in the air over this wall. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> okay, so we know your answer, Corey. So anyhow, what did you want to say? Your explanation was that if there is like a if I'm in like contained there we go <laughs> uh like if, if there is a a net of sorts or like I, i'm contained like like in an airplane i don't care about heights in an airplane no no i'm, I'm good then okay but like if there's if it's just open like <laughs> seventh story wind blowing up your shorts yeah then 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 we like, have an issue then that's that's when the fear of the knees go down to the ground. Oh, yeah. very Got to get that low base. <laughs> but which is weird because I've been parasailing before, and I was fine with that. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if, like... I did. I would not go parasailing. Really? Well, I mean, I was, like, 
nine, but I was like, nope, not going. But even though you had the chance today, you wouldn't do it? <sighs> I'd probably do it today, um, but my dad, my grandma, who was 70 at the time, and my cousin and my brother all went, and I'm like, listen, one of my biggest fears is sharks, okay? It, for whatever reason, once I get to the ocean, it doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, they're just, they're just in the movies. And it's fun to talk about being afraid of sharks, but when you're here, it's just water. And I, <laughs> and the lifeguard in me, I'm like, I'm, you can't get me out of the water. But parasailing to me is just a large version of fly fishing for sharks. Because these <laughs> morons, yeah, these morons drop you in the water. The, most places, though, if you tell them not to dip you, they're not going to. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have it on video. Don't dip us. Don't dip. The guy would stop. Here, my brother and everyone, they drop into the water to where it would come up to their chest, and the guy would take off again. I'm like, okay. So basically, this shark that has amazing vision could just see this. It happens all the time. I'm sure that they do this same route parasailing, so they probably get used to like, oh, here are those people again. <laughs> Dude. Let's see if we can grab onto them. Right. Not to mention, I think my brother or my dad or someone told me when, when they were going that because once you get up there, you see the shadows. Like you can see the the sharks and different stuff. Well, yeah, the, from that height, you yeah, can't. A shark, a shark can't see you up there. Well, though. anyhow. <laughs> if they, they were brook trout, they could. They almost, well, yeah, yes. <laughs> they almost got dropped into a giant stingray. And I'm like, and the boat guy can't see it. So you're just coming down like, Fuck that. Nope. See, I, I, I didn't, and, and they didn't dip us. Like, we went right back onto the boat. But, did, did, again, it, to me it was weird because, yeah, I, I am normally not a fan of heights. Uh, but being up there, like, and, and even the heart, like, you're in just a climbing harness, basically, that just goes around your legs yeah. and is just enough to go under your butt. So when you sit down and you go off the back of the boat, like, it's just enough to cradle your ass. Like, so if you, even if you like lean forward, you're sliding into that harness and it's going right up into your legs and pinching your nuts. So like, that even, sounds great. Even that, what if you don't have nuts, then I guess it's pinching that clam. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, and, oh, the, and that was the other thing. Like, you can reach up like, to the, the parachute and the carabiners hooked us that were hooking us on to the parachute. I could have easily like, grabbed one and just pulled it right off. That's why you never never go on a parasail with my brother. Because what does this do? <laughs> Clip. <laughs> you go flying yeah, and out. You would have yeah. been fucked. Yep. So, yeah. Interestingly enough, not afraid of parasailing, but afraid of heights. But afraid of heights. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, Bob went to high school with uh, one of Mary's cousin's uh, wives. Why? Rosa Parks? So, uh, no, 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 no. But uh, anyway, one of Mary's cousins, his wife, went to high school with Bob, and she is deathly afraid of fights. And back to the, the Space Needle, when, we, when she came up to visit us, we went up to the new observation deck with the glass floor, and she wasn't paying attention. And we walked off the carpet and onto that glass floor, and she grabbed a stranger and held on to him. For dear life, there's a funny shit I ever saw. Dude, how did she not notice? She was walking onto a glass floor in the observation because, tower. Because you can't, they've got, it's really dimly lit at the carpet. So you walk off the elevator and you walk about 15 feet on the carpet and you can see that there's glass there, but you, it doesn't hit you until you actually get out onto the glass. You're just over the, the street below. And so she absolutely wigged out and grabbed a strange man and we had to pry her off him. 
uh, and get her back out of the, <laughs> to get her that, back under control. That's how afraid that's, for height she is. That's I, w- I wouldn't care for walking on glass like that. That there's that doesn't make any sense. You're just no. Why would you want to do that? It's I was safe. Less, I'm never. Here's the funny thing. I wasn't concerned about that at all. The, every t- but every time I go up in the Space Needle, my bit of anxiety is. This will be the time there'll be an earthquake. And while it is designed to sway <laughs> an earthquake, I'm like, I think that's going to freak me the fuck out. That is very interesting, Todd. That you, that you think an earthquake is going to be the thing that takes the space needle down. Have you seen those videos of the, the giant glass bridges in Japan that are digital? And that crack, like it looked like they're cracking? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they make cracking yeah. noises and stuff like that. Like Those people freak the fuck out. I mean, oh, that Which, sounds amazing. Let's let's see what else we can do to give someone a heart attack. Like the elevators Absolutely. that the floors drop out. Yeah. <laughs> now, Todd, so you've been in the observation tower out in Seattle. Um, have you ever been to uh, the Hancock Building in Chicago? Uh, I've been to Sears Tower. So, well, yeah, so yeah, yeah, one and the same now. Yeah, yep. yep. Um, did so because to I get the willies. Uh, to me, the, the the thing that made me like laugh and made my knees really shake was the second we got off the elevator, and you get a you get your feet on the actual floor, and you take a second to orient yourself. You can feel it, the building moving right away. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a tickle that just ran through the bottom of my feet, all the way to my nutsack. That was like, oh, this is not correct. Like this building should not be swaying like this. And it was a. a just a crazy feeling to me because that was was the first time I ever felt a building move like that and being that high up. Yeah. 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 I was going to say similarly, there's a, there's a work, one of my work offices when I was at EMC in Tokyo, I can't remember what floor I was on super high floor and the bathroom was right on a window, but it was so high in the air. They didn't worry about the fact that you were peeing in front of a window. Uh, And that building also swayed. And I'm like, if there's an earthquake, and by the way, every my first like four times in uh, in Japan, uh, the there was an earthquake either that happened right before I got there or like the day I left. <laughs> and so I was like always terrified. I'm like I'm gonna be here when there's an earthquake. I'm gonna be in this bathroom and I'm gonna fly out a window, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just peeing all over the glass. Out. Exactly, <laughs> pee all over the glass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that was Are You Afraid of Heights? Uh, moving on to the next question. <laughs> oh, so to go back to the the story. Oh, we're of, still on it, yeah. No, no, and not the heights, at your uh, your sister's house when she oh, first yeah, moved yeah. in. Yep. So we were talking about the 120-minute IPA, and I was segueing because Corey said that uh, he'd, he'd just fall asleep through the cast. So this is an interesting story about that. We went. So we went, went to Nick's sister's house. She had just moved in, um, was there, I, I don't even think, a week at, at this point, and her and her husband, boyfriend at the time, whatever, they were gone and asked Nick to watch the house. So in big mistake in Nick fashion, (laughs) uh, he immediately called all of his best friends and like, Hey, come over and have a party at my sister's house, which we obliged. And, uh, we were all there hanging out real nice place. Uh, but as the night progressed, I started getting like kind of an itchy feeling in my throat and in my nose started sneezing really bad. I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, so I pulled out for a second. He said, let me yeah. try something different. Yeah, exactly. That's what she said. <laughs> so I was like, dude, I'm like, does your sister have a cat? He's like, no, she doesn't like cats. I'm like, well, whoever lived here before definitely had a cat because I cannot I, I cannot breathe anymore. Corey's like a cat medium. He's like, I, yes. I, I can sense exactly. a cat. I can. There was a cat in this home uh, years, two, <laughs> two generations ago. Years after. Years after. 
And so I'm, I'm getting so stuffed up and I, I can, my eyes are watering. I can barely breathe. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, does your sister have any, like any sort of allergy medicine? And she's like, he's like, I, I don't know. Went and checked the cupboards. He's like, uh, she's got children's uh, Benadryl. I was like, all right, that's going to have to do. Cause I, I'm not gonna be able to stay here the rest of the night. If, if this progresses. So I'm like, oh, it's children's Benadryl. The oh, no. only like way that. Of them. Well, no, it was, it was the, it was the syrup. It was like oh. the little tiny, like you'd get at 7-Eleven children's Benadryl. She had a, a bunch of little kids, you know, well, two. And, uh, and I, I go, yeah, Corey, look, it says here. Um, so half a, half a cap full. And he just grabs it out of my hand. And proceeded to chug it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, what are you fucking doing? He's like, it's for fucking children. I'm not a fucking, ch- I'm not a child. I'm All like, right, it's, children. it's still daphenhydramine. Like you can't just chug you. You're supposed to follow what it says. Maybe double. He's like, yeah, I'll be fine. Yep. And promptly 30 minutes later, I remember I'm like, I have to go into the living room and sit down because I cannot see anymore. I am so heavy eyed. So I sat on the couch and I remember folding my arms and putting my feet up on the coffee table. And several times Nick had come down, he put a shot down on the, the coffee table next to me. He said, come on, man, we're doing a shot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to be right there. I'm going to be right there. And then our friend Smashley came down and she's grabbing my uh, shirt. Like, come on, get up, get up. And never uncrossed my arms. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be right there in the kitchen with you guys. Todd, the next thing I remember. Hold on. So, so I finally at one point, like we're upstairs playing drinking games. And to give you an idea of how far back this was, the drink of choice that was in the freezer that we purchased without guns to our heads was Jaeger. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and I remember like pouring this thick, syrupy, disgusting fucking Jaeger, which I hate black licorice. And I, I was like, Hey, I'll be right back. And so I, it was a, like a tri-level. So I ran down into like the sub living room, like, which was half underground and that's where Corey is. And he had not moved for like four hours with his arms crossed like an old man, legs crossed up on the coffee table. I'm like, Corey, Corey, Corey. He's like, nah. I'm like, what? Come on here. If you're not going to come up here, just at least do a shot with me real quick. He's like, all right. Came to for a second, swig the shot, arms folded, eyes closed, right back. And, and the, yeah, so next, go ahead. next thing I remember was waking up at about eight in the morning. Uh, still with my arms folded, feet folded, or crossed, and up on the coffee table, to Nick's mom walking around the house, picking up after all the shit that we had trashed. And, well, I shouldn't say we. I was passed not out. You, not we. Yeah, I was. I was, say, I was out of it. Um, <laughs> and our friend Smashley following her around the house, just asking her question after question, not helping her with anything, just asking her a lot of questions. Ashley was so drunk. Um, so at one point in that night. She and, and by the way, this was um, my sister implored me to uh, have people over that night. So that's why I wasn't like I didn't get my ass chewed out or anything like that. Like normally under those circumstances, my mom would have killed me. But my sister was like, no, nope, you know, have friends over, you know, just don't break anything because uh, she was you know, only like nine years older than me. So she was still at the time where she's like, oh, yeah, my house. You go ahead, you know, and uh, and so we didn't really make a mess of the house. It was just normal cans and bottles and stuff like that. But I remember Ashley fell asleep on the granite countertop in the kitchen with her feet on the stove with her feet. Like, like if you have like 
orangutan feet where you can like pick things up with your toes. Her her toes were like curled into gri- the- gripping onto the spider burner <laughs> of the stove. And so at the time, I thought it was funny. Like, oh, I've tried to wake her up several times. She won't get up. So let me just turn the burner on for a second. And I remember she was like, ow. And she like <laughs> moved her foot really quick. So I think we left her on the couch. And I went and passed out. And apparently my mom came over to do laundry, my sister's laundry, and just start picking everything up. And Ashley was following behind her like a Labrador puppy because <laughs> Ashley was so intoxicated. She's like... All she was doing was just laughing, and my mom was like, "Okay, honey, we're gonna go to the next room. And we're gonna wipe. We're gonna wipe down the coffee table." And she's like, "Okay, coffee." And so my mom was like, "Oh, that poor girl. What was wrong with her? Like she was drunk. She's a little touched. She's like that one kid wouldn't wake up. I'm like, yeah, he uh, he dosed himself on Benadryl. So they didn't uh, did not awesome. did not move an inch for a solid could breathe." I, yes, I could breathe just fine. Thank God. <laughs> At six hours, I sat on that couch with my feet up on the coffee table. How I was able to move the That's next day, awesome. I have no idea. <laughs> so awesome. we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, pick of the shot. week. We're gonna do this shot first, and we're gonna do pick of the week, and then we're gonna close it out because we're uh, all right. We got about seven minutes. Cheers, Cheer- Todd. Todd. Hold on, yeah. yeah well, let's you wait. Going, you guys are going too fast. I got to pour mine. Nothing like uh, pouring shots on an audio podcast. Word. I thought, Todd, we need to get you a little tray, like an ice tray next to you that you can just have them ready. No, we don't need to get Todd anything. (laughs) Todd Todd can buy and sell us. We're not, we don't need, Corey, are you dripping all over your hands? Hmm. Cheers. All right, we're going to do a little pick of the week to close it out uh, to stay within our two hour time frame, um, considering the 15 minute break. I know Corey already has something in the hopper, so Corey, you can start it off. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. You got one of them on the table right there. So, no the the one I want to go to for today. Um, I just bought a pair of AfterShocks bone conduction headphones. So what these are, rather than headphones that go over the ear or the in ear headphones, they rest just on the outside, like basically on your temples. And you can hear everything insanely clear. And they even package a uh, pair of in-ear, like uh, earplugs that you can put in to test to make sure that even with your ears completely plugged, you can still hear the music or podcast, whatever you're listening to, just fine Wow, with your ears completely shut off from the world. Mm-hmm. Uh so at work, it's amazing because it, if stuff's going on around you and you, you have to answer phone calls or whatever, have to you know talk to people, all that, you can still have music on. Or what I do is put a podcast on, our podcast, the Schnozcast. Of course. And listen to that while I'm sitting at work and, and working. Um, but I can still, you know, I get a phone call or if someone is looking for me, I can still, you know, hear them clearly and not be uh, taken away by the noise cancellation, you know, or noise canceling headphones. And dude, it's it's surprising how clear they are, just for something that doesn't go really anywhere near your ear. Uh, and you you take them off, there's no sound, there's no sound bleeding from them. Uh, it's just all vibration. So once you put it, like I said, on your on your temple, that you're getting the sound coming through. Uh, very reasonably priced. 
the pair I got were <clears throat> sixty bucks from Best Buy. Uh, solid, solid buy. So if anyone out there needs a pair of headphones that uh, aren't in ear or over the ear, and you can still go running, biking, uh, you're out on the kayak, and you don't you don't want to have noise canceling headphones on, definitely look into aftershocks. Nice. Awesome. How about you, Todd? I have a pick of the week, and 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 being that it's Michigan Day, uh, since they won the Big Ten Big, Big Ten Championship today, uh, my pick of the week is Charles Woodson's Intercept Red Blend Wine, uh, and it, and the actual really cool thing is it's a very good wine, uh, and at least in, in, and again my humble palate, uh, it's about a twenty dollar bottle of wine, so it's not something that's crazy expensive. Uh, but uh, he's got a really good uh, red blend. It's got uh, Petite Syrah, uh, Syrah, some Zin, Petite Verdot, and some Merud. The what? Merud. Oh, okay. That's that, in most wines, yeah, isn't what it? What does that mean? It's a red grape varietal. Right. Okay. Bob, 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 Bob does a better job of the French than me. It's uh, M-O-U-R-V. E with a, one of those crazy carrots over top. D R E. All right. I give you a, but, uh, a for effort. Fabulous, sir. fabulous red blend. I am really into red blends, uh, and I would recommend this to anyone who likes red wine. And I'm assuming that's referencing the infamous interception picture. No, it's just it's the name of the name of the. So I didn't realize that Charles Woodson was a, a winery owner. Neither did uh, I. And, but he is, and he's actually got a, 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 the the first one that I've had is a sol, a solid A uh, offering for twenty, and especially at a twenty dollars price price point, I've uh, paid much more for far worse. He's looking out for those students at U of M. Exactly. You know what you know what picture I'm referencing though, correct? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just checking. I know Nick doesn't, so yeah. I'm not even gonna bother asking. No, I don't. So uh, my pick of the week is gonna be uh, for. Uh, kind of an industry secret. Um, work with my uncle Mike, who's uh, an executive chef. Um, when we need to get, <clears throat> excuse me, any kind of produce, um, specialty, you know, peppers, uh, any kind of hot peppers, things like that, anything fresh. Uh, we go to Delbane uh, Produce in Detroit, so it's right in the Eastern Market area. It's uh, twenty nine hundred Rivard Street, R I V A R D. Um, they open at three a.m. Uh, it's not a storefront. It's literally just a wholesale. It's a factory. You roll right up to where they roll up the trucks and the semis and stuff. They provide a lot of um, uh, a lot of restaurants and stuff in the area with their food, and they're always super super cool. You can just go right up to one of the roll up doors. The entire like fa- like the entire warehouse is a big fridge. Um, so you know, bring your coat. And you can just walk walk through, and they have anything you can think of. Like that's they supplied jets when I uh, did. They I really, there. yeah, yeah. They're they're awesome, man. Um, there's there's a guy that works there that kind of reminded me of, um, I don't know, kind of like um, Michael's old boss on the office. Oh, Ed Truck. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of had that look. Uh, he was about that age, and he's one of those guys that, <clears throat> excuse me, old school salesman. Like remembers your name, remembers everything. Like, but is also meat and potatoes, no bullshit. 
Like, yeah, yeah, Del, not, Del Bean's been around for some years. Yeah, he, they're not. He's not going to be like, oh hey, it's good to see you again. This he's going to be like, hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Corey, what, what do you need today? And you tell him like <laughs> the ten things you need. He'll get a scrap piece of paper out of his pocket, write it down. He'll be like, let me see what I can do. And he'll walk you through the whole place, and he'll do his best to not only show you where it is, but load up everything, get it, get it ready for you. Um, and I just appreciate people that are uh, friendly, but no bullshit. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't need a lot of frills. I don't need you to kiss my ass. Just yep. be helpful, you know, and and know your job. And this guy, you can tell, has just been doing it for so long that it's the little things, like the the niceties, like the Nick. How's it going, Nick? Oh yeah, you, you guys freelance. Oh yeah, you're with him. Uh, you're with your uncle Mike, right? Yep. Okay. Like you don't need to remember that shit, you know. No, and and he doesn't need to remember that kind of information. But on the same flip side, like they, dude, Del Bean's doing so much business with all these places that they, that's that's where that abruptness is coming from. But in a, in a good way, because oh, it's yeah. just, yeah, I don't have time to deal with. Oh, let's sit here and talk and do this and that. They have business to do, and that's what they're about. Um, Dude, I see their trucks everywhere. Yeah, so that to me, that's that's a a great thing. That oh yeah, we I mean we could sit here and chit chat all day, but then that kind of means your business isn't doing that great. Because if you have all that time in the world to just kind of sit around and and talk to clients, that you know, oh yeah, uh, we'll sit here and have a buying. Exactly. There there isn't. There's get, get your shit and get out. There's no ego stroking. Um, there's no like, oh, you got to have a minimum of a $700 order. You know, like it, we literally just walk. We don't want to call ahead. We just show up. I mean, he could be like, eh, well, we, we typically deal in higher volume. You know, you're going to have to set up an appointment. So, you know, nope, nope. Second we walk up, he's like, yeah, what can I do to help you? Yep, come on in for a second. Let's grab this shit and, and, and get it out. You guys have a good one. You know, like, and I, I love that kind of. It's one of the very, very last old school places kind of around, at least that around here that I know of, um, that, that, that conducts that kind of business. That's the vibe it gives off like yeah. old school for sure. You know, and you walk that's in awesome. there and the guys working, like even the younger guys, like they may make, I can't take contact with you for like a second, but they're all about their job. <laughs> like there's to do, I said, like, there's too much shit to do. <laughs> yeah. You can't, yeah, it's a great, it's a great business model, right? I mean, ultimately, and, they, and by the way, people, they know that they're doing a good job because people come back. Oh, exactly. Oh, dude, I said, Del, Del Bean, if I don't have any statistics in front of me by any means, but I would say they supply in the Metro Detroit area at least 60% of produce to, uh, and it, not all produce, maybe certain things, but they, they supply, I'd say 60% of, of the restaurants or, you know, businesses in, in the Metro Detroit area currently. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Nick, when you go in there, do you roll in and, uh, place your order for work and then have your own personal and oh yeah i need some portobellas or some pacinis for what i'm making this weekend yeah typically what what i do is uh <clears throat> with stuff like that in such large volume I'll, you know i'll kind of work it out with mike and and he'll just say you know hey we want to get in and out um you know it's such an industrial district um uh, you know he'll just say just add it to the tab and then we'll figure it out when we get in the truck you know nice so yeah so it's it's pretty cool they they do have like um i know they sell uh a chef special um, mushroom box. It's a huge box oh. of. What like, was that, Todd? It, dude. It's I just said, oh, I, 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 dude, I go. Th- all, I go through all different pounds. kinds. 
like fi- portobello, like fifteen different types of of fresh mushrooms. Oh yeah, portobellas, pachinis. I love mushrooms. Uh huh. So, all right. So Todd, you went right. Corey went. Yep. I think we're all set. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this was a Dr. Rankin free episode of the Schnozcast One Fifty One. We're closing it out. I'm Nick for Corey. Robert Rankin and Mr. Todd Dillon. Y'all have a good night.